1: Thanks for tuning in and welcome to IMRU Radio Magazine, the nation's longest running
2: lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender radio show.
1: Out front and out loud since 1974. I'm Ms. Barbecue. And I'm Abby Dees. And you've arrived on a very special night.
2: Yes, child. We are joined in the studio by a special celebrity host, Justin Sayre. Hey, boo. Hey, hi, well, hi well, everybody. Well, Welcome to the crew
1: night, boo. Thanks. We, we need your voice right now in these troubled sure. times. And oh, that's why yeah. you are here. So we're going to ask you. We need the voice you, of reason. We need the voice. <laughs>
3: for... I doubt if I'm the voice of reason. <laughs> but I can pick your drapes like that. You
1: know, <laughs> you know what? Anything, any, every little bit Any helps. little comfort in the storm. And if you don't, no, Justin, He you will, first of all. <laughs> yes. And he is the author of the young adult novel Husky, a writer on the sitcom Two Broke Girls, and of course, the chairman of the International Order of Sodomites. A group of which, if you don't know it, you are a member. If you're listening, you're a member.
2: Whether you know it or not. On. yeah, Chances So we'll on. hear all about that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the studio, Justin.
1: Thanks. It's good
3: to be back. Absolutely.
1: And so we're going to talk to you about everything you're doing. Oh, yes. I'm glad. Yes. And also, tonight, on the eve of National Coming Out Day, did you know that? Will? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. And yeah. It's, on my,
2: it's on my phone.
1: Mom, I'm I'm a lesbian. Yeah. Okay, good. I got that done. Um, We'll share the coming out story of a 13 year old cello prodigy, and this is a story not to be missed.
2: (laughs) And since this is also the National LGBT History Month, because we got one month to celebrate history, (laughs) we'll also share the backstory of IMRU Radio right here as told by its original volunteers.
1: That's what we have for you. And since we are also in Fun Drive this week, I know you missed that Fun
2: Drive. Just
1: do it at KPFK. We're also going to ask you to do something for
2: us. All right. We're going to give you the number just to start off. Start off the show right: 818-985-5735. Again, it's 818 985 5735. We all about raising some money tonight.
1: But we're not going to just be asking for money cuz yes. we really want to also remind you what that money is for. It's for exactly. really good interesting programming, interesting people. You know that cuz you're listening to us.
2: And it's radio for the people. It's always has been radio for the people here yeah. at KPFK. And you out there listening in your cars, on your radios, at home chopping up the onions and stuff, we are talking to you right now to put those onions down, pick up your phone and call in.
1: We've got a few things for you as little thank you gifts. Yes. um, Just for taking the time and reaching into your virtual pocket and helping us stay on the air. And just briefly um, if you pledge $50 to KPFK tonight, um, one of our thank you gifts is the DVD coming out. And Miss B, you know about that.
2: Yes. I just got done watching it actually a couple of days ago. It follows young filmmaker Alden Peters on his journey coming out as gay, capturing everything on the camera as it happens. And honey, it's juicy, honey. I I couldn't turn away. I had to pause to use the bathroom and come back. It was juicy, honey. This groundbreaking coming-of-age film places viewers directly inside the raw. You hear that, y'all? Raw intimate moments when Alden reveals his true identity to his family and friends.
1: That sounds cool.
2: It's all it's all that in a bag of chips, y'all.
1: Our thank you for, at the $75 level, is our great archive of stories from KPFK um, of our history, gay and lesbian stories, and trans stories and bi stories, but the people that really... We owe a huge debt of thanks for great 10-hour MP3 CD of archival stuff you won't get anywhere else.
2: It's amazing. Quentin Crisp, James Baldwin. Tori Osborne, I mean, these are the people that have shaped LGBT history. Whether you know it or not, if you don't know your LGBT history... You'll get, learn it. Yeah, get this, <laughs> and get this, hunt, and after 10 hours, you will be schooled and be schooling other people. You can play Gay Jeopardy.
1: And, and just very quickly, at the $100 level, our thank you gift is a copy of the book Then Comes Marriage yes. by Roberta Kaplan, who we've had in the studio yes, about the have. overturning of uh, DOMA. Mm-hmm. The book Frank, A Life in Politics from the Great Society to San same-Sex Marriage by Barney Frank, who we've also had too. in the studio. It's thick. And um, It's Not Over by Michelangelo Signorelli. Yes. And um, finally, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later, at $150, a thank you gift is the Film Club subscription. So stay tuned. We're going to give you the numbers real quick, and then we're going to get started on our show.
2: Yes, 818-985-5735. That's 818 985 kpfk but if you can't get to your phone like that it's eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five. dial those digits right now we want to know that you're calling in guys
1: Even and here's why I'm sorry, I didn't no, mean to No, 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 go, go girl, go and girl. And here's why you're calling. Yes. It's for shows like this, or for stories like this. IMRU Radio began in September 1974, and it's really hard to imagine how brave those first volunteers were, or even the KPFK program manager was, for putting a gay, at the time it was just gay, yeah. show on the air. Luckily, you don't have to just imagine.
4: I'm Harvey Milk. I'm a supervisor in San Francisco. And I'm Greg Gordon for I Am R U. And I'm gay. (laughs) And so am I. Since the dawn of
3: creation, one eternal question has been asked down through the ages. A question which has been known to strike fear into the hearts and minds of decent people everywhere. A question so overwhelming in its challenge to human identity that some people have been driven to the brink of despair whenever such a question has been asked of them. You ready to accept the challenge? Do you dare to confront the question of the ages?
4: I am. Are you? In 1974, KPFK, Tuesday nights at 11 was, as I recall, their sex hour. The first Tuesday of the month was Lesbian Sisters... The third Tuesday of the month was a program for gay men called Gay at Heart, hosted by a guy who went by the name of Morning Glory. His claim to fame, from what I understand, was that he had then L.A. County Supervisor Ed Edelman on the program during the oil crisis, and he asked Edelman if that was going to impact the availability of KY Lubricant. Anyway, that probably would give you some idea of the nature of that program. Anyway, Morning Glory decided to leave town. He was moving to Georgia to be with his partner. KPFK went to the Gay Community Services Center, which is what it was called at the time, near downtown L.A., put up flyers looking for a person or persons to take over for that third Tuesday of the month gay men's program time slot. I was uh, facilitating rap groups at the time, and a guy by the name of Enric Morello and Colin McQueen and I, we volunteered basically to, to come in, and our first program was in August of 1974. It was a live show, and I think the subject was myths about gay men, and it was open phones, and... I remember driving to our first program, trying to figure out whether I was going to use my real name on the air or not. And keep in mind, this was August of 74, and I decided what the heck, and I did, and I had never had a better understanding of what the feeling of being liberated felt like until I was driving home from that broadcast, because I felt so free. Um, We did our first production feature in February of 1975. The station had a theme of that month, which was romance. And so our program was Gay Romance, Some Alternatives for the 70s. And we divided it into monogamous relationships, open relationships, and being single, and the proponents for each of those and we mixed with music, and it was pre-recorded. Yeah, those were heydays, I guess. I've been at this for a long time. I, I shudder to think about that from time to time, but I've explained to people, like my brother, for example, expressed disappointment in me because he doesn't feel like I achieved the potential that I could have achieved with my life professionally. And I've tried to explain to him that I really it may sound corny, but I've I felt this is sort of a calling.
0: Just turn you radio on. Turn your radio
5: turn you on. This is Helene Rosenbluth from Lesbian Sisters. And this
4: is Greg Gordon from the Gay Radio Collective.
5: Lesbian Sisters, providing programming specifically geared to lesbian women, airs on the first Tuesday of each month at 10 p.m.
4: And the Gay Radio Collective presents IMRU on all other Tuesday nights at 10.
5: Lesbian Sisters and IMRU will continue to bring you lively discussions, music, poetry, comedy sketches,
6: and the news of the gay community.
4: Now, Tuesday nights at 10 on listener-supported radio for all of Southern California, KPFK 90.7 FM.
6: Please join us.
1: I love hearing that. It sounds like a time <laughs> capsule. But, and it's so weird to me, because it reminds me, like, when I came out in '84, it wasn't that much longer than this. Yeah. But, you know, I remember, it was a long time ago. It just reminds me how important it was to hear those voices and to, to know that IMRU was here. And so, of course, I'm going to take this moment to say, IMRU is still serving this function, you know there are still people that are listening to us and we are a lifeline to our community and a connection that they may not be able to have so easily and we're really the only people doing this and i just would like to you know make a little shit say a little shout out to greg for getting this thing started and a thank you to everyone listening and anyone who can call in this evening um you are the reason that we have been going since 1974 so um give us a ring reach into your pockets if you can. The number is 818-985-5735 or 818-985-KPFK. So, it's I mean it's it's really
2: about the past, present and future. Um IMRU has been there from the from the get-go of of providing, you know, newsworthy newsworthy and content fun stuff. And, and fun stuff and really really celebrating who we are throughout the years. I mean, there's been such change over the years. I know a lot of people think, oh, this all happened overnight. Nope. But 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 if you go to the archives of RMRU, um, even even in our archives or listen to that that um that ten hour tape, you can see the progression that has happened throughout the years of of not only the the Society getting comfortable with us, but us being comfortable with ourselves, yes. being, being being comfortable in addressing issues outside of the LGBT, racism, sexism, all that kind of stuff too. That we can, we finally became so comfortable with ourselves, we can actually. Hit issues, hit issues head on.
1: Speaking of comfort with ourselves, comfort
2: with ourselves. Come on, Husky. I want to know.
1: This is the, come on, husky. our guest and co-host this evening, Lord. Justin yeah. Elizabeth What you guys? What you got to, what you, to you, you say. have a lot to teach us about being comfortable with who we are. And, do I? Yes, yes you do. do. I was I was called
2: husky when I was little. I remember yeah. that. In the Husky section at JCP. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I was called you know I mean? Husky. I
1: remember, like, clothes that had that on the label. Yeah, had oh, yeah. on the
2: Husky. <laughs> like, a, I thought Husky was a dog, but.
1: <laughs> well, but, Justin Sayer. Yeah, yes. I just want to say, who is here charming us already, oh, is my. the chairman of the board of the International Order of Sodomites. I'm going to ask you a little bit about that. The author of the young adult novel, Husky, which apparently is doing incredibly well. And the writer for Two Broke Girls and um, the host of the podcast, which I was just listening to today, Spark. And circulate. You! No, I have to say, I'm really annoyed because I left the country at the end of August and I sure. listened to it, and then I came back, and today I was like, okay, there's a new episode.
3: There is not a new episode. Um, well, what's going on? What happened? Well, I was in New York and getting ready to tape them, and. I, and this is not calling out anybody, but we <laughs> scheduled two interviews with two drag queens and they both wrote down the wrong days. And I was like, well, uh, girls, I'm only here today. <laughs> oh, no. So oh. I was just like sitting in the studio like, I, I guess I'll just talk to myself. Oh, <laughs> so no. we're, we'll have new ones up as soon as I go back.
1: All right. And we'll all be ready. For you were also, I, I forgive you. And I will I appreciate. Look for it. Okay, you're
2: forgiven. Thank
1: and you. but <laughs> I'm also very disappointed because the meeting of the <laughs> I'm international a yes, here. you We're didn't know I was going to you. I know. The international I like, Order of Sodomites in New York, not yes. here. Your meetings are in New York, not here. Which is and in you're in your last season. Yes. And what are we to do about that in Los Angeles?
3: I don't know. There should be I, a chapter out here.
1: Well. There can be, uh, can
3: I say this to you? And this is not to be critical of LA gays at all. Uh oh, step lightly, boo. I know. Step lightly. But you live I, out here. I, you I know, know where you live. And I, and I I love it in so many ways. <laughs> but uh, there's, there is kind of a schism. Like, I'm an East Side gay. Okay. So I never like go to the east west side. L.A.
1: East side or east side of the country. East side, I, uh, East
3: side, uh, yeah,
1: L.A. Okay, yeah. I I am too. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm in East L.A.
3: So you don't go to you don't go to. Do you go to West Hollywood?
2: Um, when I'm when I'm paid. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> See? When a girl is booked, she'll that's make right. the track.
2: Our
0: next right. segment.
3: When a, is, right? when a girl is booked. When I am paid. When I'm paid, I'm, well, I'm, I'm out there. That's right. I don't get paid often enough to go there. <laughs> so, you know, I've driven by and kind of gotten hives and like, oh, God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, so there's kind of a schism. I haven't quite figured out a way to kind of make the meeting happen out here in a fun kind of inviting way that happens in New York just because of our proximity. Do to it each under other. do
2: it underground. Do you, oh yeah. If you make it secret and underground. People are like and it. Just, then and they just, know. And, and that's you, right. and, you just, and you just have a symbol up and people do the secret knock. Oh, yeah. all right. You'll all get right. they'll come in droves because yeah. it's something they never, never. I mean, went they, to
1: I will say for people like us who have not ever been to a meeting in person, all you yeah. have to do is go on YouTube to get a little taste. Yes. yes. and it's very funny. Thank you. And <laughs> and thought thought inducing or provoking yeah. or whatever the word is. Well, you know, which is important. The last
3: meeting that I did in September in New York. Uh, when I right before I was getting ready to leave for New York to go and do it, uh, a benefit for Black Lives Matter had been canceled in New York for, by another venue. Okay, and uh, I knew one of the organizers of it, and I called and said, "Why don't you guys come down?" I said, "I already have a sold out show. Why don't you all come down and take up like do our show, and you can have all the proceeds from the night." Because I think that, you know, now, as we're looking at, we have to, as LGBT people, and I don't mean to get so political so early. Oh, please. We really need to cross over and see that Black Lives Matter is an important issue for LGBT people, that, you know, women's health care is an important issue for LGBT people. Like, we can't be just focused on... What appears to be solely LGBT issues. It's we time have to, to look stop at... being selfish. Absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. and and I see Black Lives Matter as part of the LGBT community. Mm. Absolutely. So I've, I I'm I've been involved with it because of my activism with LGBT the LGBT community. So why not, you know? And that was really part of our outreach for the thing was like, Come on, let's do this is what we do. You and what know? did they say? Oh, they loved it. They had a great time. They were down for it. Oh, they were down for it. They came and performed and, and I had somebody there who had been at Stonewall who came up to me and cried and said, you know, like this is the solidarity that we wanted in those early days. We wanted to reach out to other oppressed peoples. We wanted to reach out and be a part of a community of people that were fighting for equality in this country.
2: It's time. Absolutely, it's, it's time. absolutely time. Absolutely.
1: Before we go to our next story, I did want sure. though, you did say that there is a record, and I love the fact that you said record, and record. I, yeah. I know. Like digital said, download of the that. International Order of Sodomites. So oh, just yeah. quickly, what's the 411 on that?
3: It's called uh, The Gay Agenda. It's available on iTunes and on our website, com, and it's really a kind of greatest hits of the meeting, so it's all kind of... Segments that we've done and recordings from the show. Uh, Michael Musto is a guest star on one of the, st- one of the <laughs> elements, him. and uh, it's really kind of a. It came about as really a love letter to what what the show has been for the last eight seasons. So if you want to go out and buy it on iTunes, it, it's, it's there for you.
1: Okay, but wait till the show's over. Wait. Yes.
3: Absolutely. Because yes. yes. you the have to give money. Wait till the show's over. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hold, money. Hold, to this show. hold your horses, <laughs> both. Yeah.
2: So
1: we will be back and we'll hear more about that. Absolutely. Um, yes.
2: We'll come back to you.
1: But back to a story that um, is, you're going to love this story. You know, I sound like Trump when I said that, but I don't mean that. Girl, back, why back are you, in, why you, you got to say the T word? Um, back in June of 2009, we were contacted by a 16-year-old girl named Jessica who wanted to interview her 13-year-old brother, Ben, about his coming out. And it is really one of the most remarkable things we've ever put on the air.
2: And to celebrate National Coming Out Day, which is tomorrow, mark that on your calendars, we want to share it with you again.
0: You have got to be taught. To hate and fear Day after day Year
7: after year I'm Benjamin, and this is my sister, Jessica Pensner. She's 16 years old.
8: Hi, I'm Jessica. This is my brother, Ben, and he is 13 years old. Okay, Ben, so um, when did you come out?
7: I was 10, 5th grade. It was during a school day, and my teacher, Jude, he was gay, too. He is gay, too. And I I thought that I liked a couple guys in my class. I was really, really confused because of all the things that was going on. I was 10. <laughs> I don't think I knew very much about that kind of stuff. So then the first time I told anybody was my mom. I went back to my mom's house after school. And then I sort of put my face to the back of my mom on my mom's back. Then I said, mom, I think I'm gay. And, and she was like, what did you say? And then I said, mom, I think I'm gay. And then she was like, oh, okay. And that's all she said.
8: And you told me after that, right? How was it experience for you? Because I couldn't see inside your head at
7: the time. <laughs> it was really different for me. I've never experienced something like that before. So we were in mom's room and I told you and I said, Jessica, I think I'm gay. And then you said, I think I'm bi. And then when we hugged, we were crying. And then I felt really, really open. I felt like really close to you.
8: And that was like the first time that we felt so close, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, because you were only ten, and that was a bad time for me, too. We were both just going through some really weird times. (laughs) I'm really glad you told me then. Me too. So, how did you feel about it? Oh my gosh, uh, well, when you told me, I wasn't just crying, I was sobbing. I didn't know how to feel, like, to tell you the truth. I have never been against gays or against anything that they stood for because, you know, I was, still am bisexual. But you, my brother, being gay was such a trip for me. I wasn't sad that you were gay. I wasn't disappointed or anything. It was just so overwhelming and then afterwards i had some time to feel to think about it and to figure out my feelings and i was so happy <laughs> i was one of those girls who would always want the gay best friend <laughs> who we could you know hang out with and go talk about girly things and oh my gosh that person is my brother that it, it's amazing to have you ben <laughs> it really is and the fact that you're there for me and are always so nice you're just such a nice person. And I can't believe <laughs> that I have you. I and that you knew by ten? I mean really
7: <laughs> Yeah, it was really weird for me too.
8: What did you talk to Jude about anyway?
7: Oh, fifth grade teacher. After I told our parents, our dad thought of um go talking to Jude because he knew that he was gay because we found out about a paper that they handed out at school.
8: That said that Jude was gay?
7: No, that that said that Jude was living with his husband.
8: Oh. Yeah. Which basically says that Jude is gay.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then Dad said, maybe we should go talk to him and see what his perception of this was. So after school... Dad and Mom went to the school after all the classes were done. We sat down at at one of the tables and then I told Jude and then he was like, "Okay and then we talked about how he was gay and how he came out that he couldn't come out until college and he thought of me as really brave of going of coming out at ten years old. And then we talked about his high school years, how he forced himself to keep his girlfriend because his friends were not gay supporters, and how he thought of it. Then he said that um, it felt like torture. So he came out in college, and he regretted it, that he didn't come out sooner, and that he was really happy for me. And you've got to be taught
0: before it's too late before you reach six or seven or eight to hate all the people your relatives hate you've got to be carefully taught
2: I just wish I was that uh, well-spoken at that age.
0: Oh,
1: absolutely. (laughs) It's
2: just a powerful piece. The struggle is real. No matter 10, 20, 50 years old, the struggle of coming out to yourself and to others is just such a, it's always a powerful story. And I don't think it ever goes away. No never goes away.
1: So we've got part two of that story coming up and in the meantime I just want to remind folks that that is the kind of stuff that we're here for it's stories like that. I mean we have fun um, we laugh Yeah, those are the reasons that we're, this is why we keep coming back to bring these shows to you because we know that these stories matter and if you want to show us that they matter to you um, give us a ring and um, if you can pledge what you can really truly any pledge can every pledge we appreciate but we do have some of those thank you gifts um, if you're able to pledge larger numbers and yeah absolutely just, just show us some love that would be great
2: and, and we have some more um, IMU backstory coming up more but...
1: with our special live guest Mr. Justin Sayer <laughs> and during the break if you want to give us a ring the number is 818-985-5735 and once again that is kpfk
6: absolutely don't go away we'll be right back on this day in history coming up now on the rainbow minute october 10, 2008 the connecticut supreme court rules in favor of gay marriage the case stemmed from a suit filed august 25th 2004 on behalf of eight gay couples who were denied marriage certificates in madison connecticut The court ruled in favor of the eight couples on the grounds that the state's 2005 civil unions law did not provide equal protection under its constitution. The plaintiffs in the case had been in committed relationships ranging from 10 to 30 years, with some of them raising children. Attorney Bennett Klein said, Separate institutions for different classes of citizens are now unheard of anywhere in American jurisprudence. Our history has taught us that separation serves no other purpose than to mark a class of citizens as inferior. The Rainbow Minute is produced by Judd Proctor and Brian Burns and recorded in the studios of WRIR in Richmond, Virginia, and read by volunteers like me, Tom Miller. Hello, I'm Michael Cunningham, author of The Hours, and you're listening to IMRU
4: on KPFK 90.7 FM Los Angeles, 97.8 in Santa Barbara. And hey, we're in the middle of fun drive. Call right now. I am You. I am You.
0: The best things in life are free. But you can give them to the birds and bees I need. Mine. That's what I want. That's what I want. Give me such a thrill But your loving don't pay my bills I need money That's what I want That's what I want
1: Welcome back. You are listening to I U Radio, and I'm Abby Dees. And I'm Ms. Barbecue. Our special guest, Justin Sayer, still in the house.
2: Oh, yes, girl. And that song coming out of the break was from our own Abby Dees. Come on, mm. now. Come on, money.
1: Yeah, That would be Abby in The Abominations. No, it's amazing.
2: There. She's backing herself up and everything, too. Come on, guitar. <laughs> That was amazing, Abby. That was so much fun.
1: Well, I thank you.
2: Well, well, as you know, we are in fun drive mode here at IMRU. And just to give you the number, it's 818-985-5735. Again, it's 818-985-5735. And during the break, we just I just gotta a go ahead. We ain't gonna give them all away, but we'll give away two. Two copies of Leave It on the Floor. That's the movie I was in. Mm -hmm. Miss Barbecue. Yeah. It's a a movie musical, all black cast, all original music.
1: And Miss Barbecue. And
2: Miss Barbecue. I was in it. You can't find it on Netflix anymore. You can order it at Wolf, but they might not have enough copies. But if you call in right now, I'm going to give you 10 minutes. You call in within the next 10 minutes, you'll get a copy of Leave It on the Floor. I'll sign it, and if you ask real nice, we'll eat some Taco Bell and watch it together.
1: Oh, Is that a promise?
2: That's a promise. All right. That's a promise. Well,
1: while you're thinking about that, don't think long. Just, <laughs> don't do, think it. Long, just, just do, do it. not think long. Just do
2: it. Just call in.
1: Now, we take you back to our feature with Ben and Jessica Pensner. It's got to be
0: drummed in your dear little leaves.
8: You've got to be carefully taught. Are you happy that you came out so soon? Yeah. I
7: don't have to lie as much as I thought I did. Did you know at 10, or did you know earlier than that? I had a pretty okay perception of it at 10. I was still iffy about it. There was this one person that I did tell in middle school. I forgot who he was, but he said that you can't know until you're 17. (laughs) So I was like, oh, okay. But later on, I got a better understanding of it. And then I said, wow, that was such a lie. But anyway, at 10, I was not sure at all. I was confused as most people are at that age, if they think of it.
8: Well, now we go to Renaissance Arts Academy, right? Yeah. And we came there right after that whole fifth grade fiasco. Oh, yeah. And our school is very open with that kind of thing. And anyone who is of any sexual orientation does not feel out of place. Did you feel like you had a better understanding of who you were in that school?
7: Yeah. I had a lot of people to talk to. I felt so much better at Ren Arts than at VCCS, my middle school, because it was really small so everybody knew each other and it was really interesting to talk to people about it because they were really open to the subject and there are some gay people at our school just not as many.
8: Is it easier to talk about it with your friends at Renarts?
7: Yes. Yeah, it really is. I actually talk about it as a regular subject now, because I've talked to them about it so much. There's this place called the Renaissance Fair, and there's this girl named Taylor, and she's a friend of mine, and she's a lesbian. And me and her talk about it in detail. It's really nice to talk to her about that.
8: Are you glad that you have someone like that that you can release what you've been holding in for so long too?
7: <sighs> yes, it really is. It's. I'm so happy that I don't have to bottle it up so much. It makes me feel incredible. It's awesome. It's, if you, if you do, it's, I've done it before. I've stopped myself from telling people that I was gay. And I have to lie. And I'm not the best liar. I'm, I suck at lying. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> then they ask me again. And I have to lie again.
8: Well, you don't have to lie anymore. I know. You don't have to lie to anyone even if they are against what you are. It doesn't matter. They can't do anything to you. And if you ever need help, I'm here and all our friends are here. So don't worry about it, okay? Okay. So now you're at Renarts. And you're the viola prodigy. You are the gay, blonde, blue-eyed viola prodigy. How does that feel to be so wonderful? I like it how everybody
7: knows me, and I don't know them. It's fun. Sometimes I feel kind of famous at that school. It's really, really nice.
8: That's good. You're going to play something, right? Yeah. You want to go do that right now? Yeah. Go for it.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) The viola playing alone was worth (laughs) the pausing and listening to that and letting that sink in just a little bit.
2: Absolutely.
1: So we actually have Ben on the phone, um, and he's a little bit older. Ben, are you there? I am. Ben, oh, oh my my gosh, it's great to hear your voice. Hi, Ben. Hi. Hi. Did you listen again to the story? I did. I did. How did it feel?
6: (laughs)
9: Well, I don't know. Listening to myself... All the way back then is a little awkward, strange, feels weird, but I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting experience. Are you glad that you did that? Yes. I have no regrets about doing that. I thought it was really great for me and my sister just as a bonding experience, partly. And also just if I can, like, help anyone else out who is listening to the show, then I would feel really, really great about that.
2: This is Ms. Barbecue. Have you had a lot of people reach out to you since from hearing that interview um, over the years and so forth?
9: No, not really. You kept your
2: number unlisted,
1: <laughs> huh? That would be nice.
9: <laughs> probably would have been like that.
1: Um, what are you doing right now? Right now,
9: I'm living in L.A. and
1: I'm working at Chipotle
9: and uh because before before this, so um, I was going to school at Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. the University of Texas at Austin, for a couple of years, and I was majoring in viola performance. And um, uh, basically, since then, I've decided that although viola was a great thing, I've decided to put it down for now. So, um, but at the moment, I'm figuring out how to live my life without as much music in it. And it's kind of strange because most of my life has been filled with the viola and music and all that stuff.
1: We're, um, we're going to have to no, talk about um, the challenge of living a life without music. Yeah. I got to tell you, hearing the viola, I hope that you don't go too far away from it.
2: Yeah, you're in the oh, land. No, no, no.
1: I'm never going to stop. I'm never, ever going to
2: stop. You're That's, in the land of the artists, boo. Way. You can make it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's L.A., hun. we exactly. We're all artists. Exactly. And you, and you exactly. work at Chipotle. You got food. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Very
1: nice. Oh Well, you know, I just. And I
9: don't. Ever... Yes. Oh, no, go right ahead. I The thing is, I never plan on, like, just giving up music and, like, viola and violin. I'm always going to just pick it up every once in a while um, and just play it. Because I've always, I've loved just playing music and being a part of that community. But at a certain point, the, um, it became, like, stressful and uh, something to, like, get away from. Mm-hmm. I don't want music to be like that. I want music to be something that I can escape to rather than escape from.
2: Exactly. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. And how's your sister, by the way?
9: She's great. She's a marketing coordinator at CBS right now.
0: Ooh, we're a girl. Um,
9: yeah, she is. She's on it. Like,
0: <laughs>
9: She's doing really, really well for herself at the moment. She's like working, living with her boyfriend and um doing great things and uh I wish she could talk today because she would have a lot to say but
1: well that you could still give us a call we'd really love to hear from you guys because the story um the story really touched us and I know it touched our listeners and it made a difference even if you didn't necessarily hear but hear back from somebody um I it's powerful. And absolutely. So thank you so much for that, and thank you for talking to us this evening. Absolutely. Keep us posted.
9: Yeah. Thank you guys so much. It, it, it was really great coming back to this story. I'm definitely going to be talking with my sister about this a lot. So.
2: Absolutely. Ben. And come
1: on in. Give us yeah. A call. Come on in.
2: Yes, absolutely. You're in L.A. We're over here in Studio City, so you can <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, you can drop in, honey. Bring us some chipotle. <laughs>
1: Ben okay, Pesner, thank you it. so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too.
2: Thank you.
1: Okay. I just absolutely love that. That oh, is so I know. sweet. Well, we wish you very we wish you tons of luck, Ben. Um, but before we talk to Ben again sometime in the future, I just want to remind you we are here with Mr. Justin Elizabeth Sayer.
3: Justin Elizabeth. Oh, oh yeah. Where does that hey. Elizabeth come from? Uh well, it's actually it's kind of a you know, Alan Cumming came out with a new book, uh, kind of pictures and a memoir, and there's a picture in it of the night that I became Elizabeth. Uh, I was sitting in Julius with a bunch of friends, and Alan was there, and somebody had left the New York Times with Elizabeth picture, Elizabeth Taylor's picture. She had just died oh. uh, on on one of those barrel tables at Julius, which is this old gay bar in New York. And I was distraught. I was like, how can we live in a world without Elizabeth Taylor? What are we going to do? And my very drunk friend leaned over and said, well, you can be Elizabeth Taylor. I was like, I will be. Did you feel her spirit moving? I did. I thought, you know what? I uh, It doesn't seem like it would be a fit, but a fit nonetheless.
2: You
1: wear it well. And I he, do. I adam-
3: do. And he automatically started smelling like white diamonds. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) And it's all legally done
3: now. I changed my middle name to Elizabeth legally. You did? Oh, yeah. I, okay. I get the new license in about two weeks. I'm like, it's the cat's out of the bag. All right. Yes. And it's obvious. You know, absolutely.
1: Okay, yes. so you have this fabulous podcast. You're a yes. comic. You run this very important organization that we are yes. all members of. Yes. You write for TV. Yeah. You've written for kids. Um. Yeah. You are embody- carrying the spirit of Elizabeth Taylor.
3: Absolutely.
0: So
1: what have you not done that you would like to do even if you couldn't do it? Like, what's What's your fantasy that has not happened? Churn-, um,
3: churn butter. No, I have no desire to churn <laughs> butter. None at all. I'm trying to get away from dairy, as you can imagine. Uh, I really, well, you know, I'm a, i i want to. I write plays, and I just did a play of mine at La Mama, and I think, you know, in the next couple of years, I'd really like that to kind of come to the forefront. I have two new plays coming out this year, and and lots of that kind of work that I'm I'm really interested in and and, uh, but I'd also you know I think I'd like to write some more adult material, not
1: very I different mean, not from erotic. young adult. I know right? how adult.
3: Okay. Like you said, no. adult. i <laughs> No, you know, <laughs> I am the worst. I can't. I'm the worst at that stuff. I really. I'm so terrible when it comes to like erotica. Is anyone I, good? You know what? Some I are. Haven't, I have. I oh. haven't seen it. I was at uh, the Tom of Finland house last weekend, uh-huh. and there was a, there was a reading, right? Uh-huh. And these people had to get up and read their own erotica, and they were all very talented writers, lovely people. But it's hard to sit there and listen to somebody be like, "Last night when I was fingering myself, I'm like," and oh, you're all looking right. at them too. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go get brunch soon. Yeah, cause I know. This, is, this is a lot. All that fingering, a, yeah. all that
2: fingering made me hungry. That's right. There's <laughs> a lot for 3:30 We keep in the it afternoon. private
1: not because it's dirty, but because it really just looks better it makes that
3: way. It's yeah. That's when you're at a you're just sitting around on a bunch of couches. Yeah. I exactly. mean, we've all, I get it. Who hasn't? But
1: not we don't. don't we talk can't about say it. fingering, right?
3: Yeah, we, okay. we can say that. I think
1: that. that's okay. Um, yeah. Fi-
3: you can say fingering. Yes. Yeah. You can, it's a keyboard position. Right. I'm just fingering. <laughs> I'm fingering some Chopin, not Chopin the person. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome, FCC.
0: Boy,
1: that took <laughs> just a second to really settle in there. Yeah. Um, so, making a very uncomfortable shift in another direction. Yes. Yes. I don't know I'm how to do, we do, do this. this. I'm not, a, I'm not uncomfortable. I, you know, at so all. When I what? have two things in my notes, and one of them, and you can pick one. All, all right. right. So, yes. I have two questions. So Ask you pick me one. Anything one was you saw Dolly, Dolly Partner at the Hollywood Dolly. Okay, that's your first choice. And I wanted to, like, Talk to you about that and find yes. out what you thought. And the next one was, can you explain this election to us? So pick one.
3: Oh, those are two <laughs> hot topics. I, uh, with the election, I just want to say this. Every time something happens, like something bad Trump does happens, I expect all my lights to turn out and there to be an earthquake and it's over. <laughs> I literally expect <laughs> the end of the, like, oh, he's, he's pushed us too far. <laughs> mm-hmm. America's done. We're just done. I can't imagine that this is still happening. It continues happening,
1: yeah. Still happening.
3: Yeah. It's and like I've calculus. Been, I've been depressed at, depressed about it and kind of like fascinated by my own depression. Like when Pussygate happened, or Pusgazi as we're calling it, <laughs> I... Just I couldn't stop reading about. Apparently
1: it. Apparently, we can say that. Uh-oh. I know. I was to CNN. We can oh, say, CNN. say that. Did he just say <laughs> they that? They said <laughs> it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on MSNBC, they can say it. Yes, they did. Said, they yes. can say it. Yeah.
3: But like when that happened, I thought surely we must be done. Now we're not. We're we no. never
1: reached the bottom because never. it you can it's it is like calculus. You never quite get there. You no. just Yeah. Keep the,
3: getting descending. It, it, it seems infinite. Yeah. No. The infinite bottom. It was real. It's it's hard for me. It's I can't. The infinite bottom. Donald That's Trump is the infinite bottom.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: the infinite bottom. I'll do it all.
1: Uh, but, but do you have any wisdom for us in in managing this?
3: I think any mantras that you that, well, you that you chant every time you every time they go and in the news and political. I think the thing that everybody should remember, because you know, like I don't know if you saw, like Lucian Piane and Colby Keller came out in support of Trump. Yeah, and you. We all have to remember, we're all on the same bus together. So when this goes down, we're all going down with it. You can't kind of be in an ivory tower. You have to remember that you're part of a larger community that has a lot more concerns, that half of your community are women, that half of your community are people of color. You can't kind of be isolated and and get into this rigmarole around Hillary Clinton. Now, I know she wasn't everybody's top pick, but you know what? You can work with her, and everybody knows it. If they're really honest, you can work with Hillary Clinton, and and that may be, you know— The options can't be... It's not cake or death, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It can't
1: be cake or death.
3: Oh, my goodness. No, we
1: got to deal with some spinach. Yeah, yeah. no,
3: right, right. Now let's all just be okay for a minute.
1: And that, you perfectly set up the fact that I do need to remind everyone, it's time for a little bit of spinach. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Time and to eat it, honey. It's just a reminder, folks, we got to, we, it is pledge time. This show does not automatically get on the air. It really is because of our listeners, because of the quality of our work. Every week that we're on this show, it's, a, it, that we're on the air, it really is a testament to our listeners and this station, um, and it takes money. It takes money to do that, and so any pledge that you can make tonight we, matters to us. Um, but if you're able to hit a couple of levels, we've got some gifts for you.
3: Absolutely.
2: Thank you,
1: gifts. And at the $50 level, we've got the coming out documentary coming on out DVD, documentary. which Miss B swears is fantastic.
2: It's absolutely amazing. And
1: at the $75 level, we've got our wonderful 10-hour MP3 archive from the vaults going back many, many years, Really, it is LGBT history in a box. Yeah, I, I want
3: to
2: get that one. Har- Har- I'm M- okay, yeah, it Mild- work it out. Harvey Milk, Tori Osborne, James Baldwin, Quantum Crips. Come on like, now, it
1: really. I mean, come it on get now. It's a
2: enough. it's a LGBT um, brunch frittata. For <laughs> It's an LGBT <laughs> frittata up in here. That's
1: and at the hundred dollar level, we've got the history package, which includes books, honey, books, some books, good books. The then comes Marriage by Roberta Kaplan about Fierce. the end of DOMA, and she spearheaded that one. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Roberta. Frank, a Life in Politics from the Great Society to Same-Sex Marriage. A fascinating book by Barney Frank. I read it. I talked to the man. Great book. Great history. Even if you don't agree with him politically, it's it's interesting stuff. Absolutely. And finally, It's Not Over by it's- Michelangelo Signorelli. And you get all three of those books at the $100 gift level. And then the famous KPFK Film Club subscription at the $150 level. So, give us a call. Yeah, come on, on, Justin. But wait. Say say, say the number. There you go. Say the number, Justin. Now it's
3: 818-985-5735. Come on now. That's 818- 985-5735. God,
1: that sounded good. That sounded so sexy. I
3: know. You are an infinite bottom. Oh. (laughs) Oh. If only. only. I'm actually a feminine top, a blouse. (laughs) So... (laughs) I know.
1: <laughs> okay. We gotta stop this for a second. Yes. Because we gotta go back to a little bit of our backstory to remember where we came from and Absolutely. really it's why we're here today. As promised, we have more KPFK backstory and we'll be back with Justin Sayer right after that. This
5: is Lucia Chappelle for IMRU. I'm talking to Frank Really, one of the organizers of this demonstration. Frank, how many people do you think are here? We
4: have no idea, but it's larger than anything we've ever done in Los Angeles before, including the Christopher Street West parade. It's unbelievable.
5: I'm Lucia Chappelle and I got involved with IMRU sometime early in 75. I was the first woman in the gay radio collective. I was working at KPFK. I was on staff. And I was always running into the guys who were doing IMRU, and we'd chat. Switchboard was one of my jobs, so I would sit in the lobby and they'd talk to me, and they kept badgering me about getting involved in the collective, and I kept going, oh. But um, I finally did it, and it wasn't so bad after all. (laughs) And what can I say? Uh, A world of memories and madness and gonzo queer journalism started then. Some of my interviews that I remember doing, I remember um, the gay pride parades. My goodness, pride parades when you actually got chased by police at the end of the parade and the people with the microphones are all running behind the parade trying not to be caught by the police. And I think the first gay day, is probably one of my finest memories of all, it was remarkable. I remember the phone calls again. I, when I wasn't on air, I was on the switchboard And I remember this woman calling up who said, I just had to call today. She said, I'm 80 years old, and I'm a lesbian, and I've never told anyone that before, but I wanted to tell you that today. And she hung up. And I was just, like, sitting there at the switchboard. I didn't know. I, I started to cry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then at the end of the day, when people started calling up, when we opened the phones, I remember this one guy saying, KPFK has been the giver of light today. I just, I never knew. I never knew. I never knew. That's the kind of radio it was. It was hard, you know? It was no joke. It was no joke. We didn't have counseling services and a million organizations and all that. We would spend about an hour at the station after the show was over, counseling people who called up. Yes, we were like suicide prevention counselors for an hour after the show. Because there was no hotline. Those things didn't exist yet. The center was just getting started.
3: What story are you proudest of?
5: The first March on Washington, 79. Because it wasn't just any one interview. It was a million different interviews. It was all the interviews leading up to it. Just all the madness that went on beforehand just the whole gestalt of that experience that was months long. The guys that did the gay show at the Washington Pacifica station, WPFW, Bill Bogan and his buddies pulled it together. Bill also had an NPR connection. So he set up a whole cooperation with NPR to get the stuff on the air. And then we brought everybody that was doing LGBT shows from all the different stations around the country we all crashed at Bill's house. <laughs> we were all sleeping on the floor and putting together this broadcast. I think maybe there were about 20 of us all together, five or six people from KPFA, several from WBAI in New York, the whole gang from Washington, and we put it together. We put it together. And, of course, we had all been covering it, again, leading up to it and sharing our tapes when you had to send cassettes by mail to share tapes. Yes, indeed, we did. So it all grew. Now, that first year, we actually had a phone line that went from the Capitol Mall into NPR to upload the stuff as it was happening. The second march on Washington, we didn't have that kind of connection. We were recording the march and sending somebody on a bicycle with the reel-to-reel tape to NPR to upload it. <laughs> but we did it. But we did it.
9: Did you ever think that I'm or you would be on the air for 40 years?
5: <laughs> I didn't think I'd be around for 40 years. <laughs> We're everywhere,
0: part of everything in every time.
1: For that story, Lucia. I love that Lucia's still around, still doing great yes. stuff. Oh well, we are running out of time, but I just want to say, as a last thank you to everybody for listening, for supporting us. And it's not too late to call in, make a pledge, and uh, let the person on the phone know that you are pledging because you're a listener to IMRU. That means a lot when you say that. Um, the number, once again, is 818 985 5735. And again, that's 818 985 5735 nine eight five. K-P-F-K. And we
2: just wanted to say a thank you so much to Justin Sayre for coming into the studio. Thank you so much, Justin, for oh, being thanks here. Thanks for having y- me. You, 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 can find, you can find Justin's material and other stuff at Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, it's, and his last name is spelled S-A-Y-R-E if y'all want to Google him, honey. <laughs> and on
1: our website and our Facebook page. That is it for tonight. That's Wish we could us. do more.
2: Fun drive, fun drive, fun drive. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'm Miss Barbecue.
1: Our thanks to IMRU's coordinating producer, Steve Pride, tonight's director, Michelle Marie Gilkison, board op Frederico Garcia, videographer Maddie McLaughlin, and our Rainbow Minute producers Jed Proctor and Brian Burns. And tune in next week or no next month. We'll see ya.
2: Yeah. Ten cents a death.
0: That's what they pay me. Gosh, how they weigh me down. Ten cents a dance Pansies and rough guys Tough guys who tear my gown Seven to midnight I hear drums Loudly the saxophone blows Trumpets are tearing my ears sometimes i think i found my hero but it's a queer romance all that you need is a ticket come on big boy